0: so much that we can gather here in your presence uh, on a Thursday afternoon. Thank you for such a gorgeous day and uh, just drawing us together. As usual, Father, we pray that you'd open our hearts and our minds to receive your word, and I pray that uh, your Holy Spirit would rest on me, that I can proclaim your word boldly and faithfully to your people uh, this day in honor of Jesus. We love you and praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 25, the last three verses, like a muddied spring or a polluted fountain is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked. It is not good to eat much honey, nor is it glorious to seek one's own glory. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. And then to 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, starting with verse 24. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And then finally, 2 Timothy chapter 3. not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people. May God bless to us these readings from his holy word. So these last uh, number of weeks we've been talking about how do we choose a leader, how do we know if this is a leader that we should follow? And it seems really relevant as the Conservative Party right now is uh, choosing uh, their leader who will be the next um, prime minister. We know this is going to happen by the end of this month. And, and so uh, hopefully there are Conservative Party members all across the country listening to these uh, online. Probably not, but, uh, you know, it would it, be nice to think, think so. Uh, it's, a tough, it's a tough decision to make. When, when I, I've looked, uh, I've watched the BBC as they've interviewed different conservative party members in different places, uh, asking them to decide, you know, will you pick Boris Johnson or will you pick Jeremy Hunt? Uh, and it's very curious to see what people decide and the, the reasons why they make their decisions. Uh, it's quite fascinating. Uh, and oftentimes we make Decisions about who we can who we should follow as a leader on things that aren't really biblical, on foundations that seem right but are not right. It's like the scripture says: there's a way that seems right to a man or a woman, but it leads only to death. And oftentimes we pick leaders in ways that seem right to us at the time but they ultimately can have disastrous consequences. And we we see this all across history. I mean, one of the examples I always use about this is uh, the guy named Jim Jones, the American uh, preacher, uh, who moved his group of people down to Guyana, uh, and then they all committed suicide. Uh, They all drank the poison Kool-Aid back in the 1970s. And you know, when people started following this guy, everybody thought he was a Christian, everybody thought he was okay. He seemed to be a good Bible preacher. He seemed to be a good man to follow. He seemed to be a righteous man and a holy man. And yet, at the end of it all, you see this outcome in his life. And so we have to be very careful in who we follow and who we choose. You know, we have to be very careful. Sometimes we're in in the workplace and we don't always get to choose who we follow. In fact, most of the time in the workplace, we're assigned a manager we're assigned a boss but even when we're assigned a boss we have to keep our eyes open you know is this somebody that we should trust is this someone we should trust with our future is this somebody that i should follow unquestioningly or do i need to be very careful because this is somebody that i could follow and end up you know causing me to leave my job or lose my job Uh, and have a really negative outcome. So we have to ask these questions, and we have to know how we choose the best leader. Excuse me, allergies. And so we've looked at different qualities from, you know, if they have a servant's heart, to whether or not they have integrity, to whether or not they're they're faithful stewards. And today, the the quality we want to look at is this whole issue of self-control. And one of the things we like to say all the time is that self-control is the only biblical form of control. And actually, self-control is the only kind of control that you yourself can really exercise. I mean, think about this, if you have kids, when was the last time you tried to control your children? You know, maybe when the child's one or two years old, but I've seen a lot of parents with one or two year olds who are trying to control their child and sometimes it just doesn't go quite as planned. You, know, you can't control, if you're married, you can't control your spouse. If you're in the church, you can't control the people around you. As a pastor, I know that I cannot control my people. They, they will have to make their own decisions. Uh, they will have to go their own way. And that if I try to control them, it always works out badly. But I can exercise self-control. And if we're going to follow a leader, we need to follow people who can exercise self-control. But that's not always easy. I mean, I look what Paul says here. It's very powerful. He's talking about the last days. And quite frankly, folks, we're in the last days. And understand, when when Paul is talking about people here, he's talking about people who seem to be Christians. He's not really talking about people in the world. How do we know that? Because these people have a form of godliness, but deny its power. So these are people who seem to be godly people, they seem to be good Christian people, uh, but they don't really have the power of Jesus working in their lives to transform their character. And notice you know, the qualities that he lists here And and frankly, the qualities he lists are oftentimes the qualities that people are looking for in a leader. He says they'll be lovers of of self. You know, a lot of people want to follow somebody who seems to be in love with themselves. They look good. They they seem to act the right way. They put on the right appearance. Uh, But, you know, are they really true there? Uh, Lovers of money, you know, people like to follow people who who have money, who have wealth. Uh, Proud, you know, people like to follow people who seem to be confident. They seem to have it all together. Arrogant, people like to follow people who who set themselves apart, who say, hey, I'm a bit better than everybody else. That's why you should follow me. Uh, You know, sometimes we like to follow people who are strong and strong-willed and so we don't really matter so much it doesn't matter so much if they seem to be a bit abusive at times I mean actually uh, we can get around somebody and and they're abusive and we say well the person deserved to be abused the person deserved to be mistreated And by the way abusive here is not like sexually abusive or or even physically abusive sometimes it's just a mentally or emotionally abusive Sometimes controlling so you look at all of these characteristics And sometimes these are the characteristics that people actually are looking for in leaders. And Paul is saying, this is really warped. And notice one of the characteristics that are here. Uh, One of the characteristics is without self-control. Without self-control. And there are a lot of people who claim to be leaders who just don't seem to be able to exercise self-control. And yet people are still following them. People are still following them. What does Paul say about these people? What does Paul say we should do? He says, avoid such people. Now, you can't always avoid them, but Paul is saying, as much as possible, you need to avoid these people because they will not lead you in the right way. You need to avoid these people because if we went went on you see about four among them are those who creep into household and capture weak women and weak men we could say too burdened with sins and, uh, and led astray by various passions in other words people like this will always prey on the weak people like this will always have a way to worm their way into your life and so you need to avoid them you need to take great care because people without self-control is a real issue. It is a godlessness that is in the world today. So sometimes what ends up happening, and I see this all the time in leaders, they try to control other people, but they can't control themselves. They try to control other people, but they can't control themselves. A good leader will exercise self-control. I've known leaders who, who they get angry and then they just explode on people. Uh, We always call that emotional vomit, Uh, and they just explode on people with their anger and stuff like that, Uh, and then, you know, later on they'd apologize or something, but it's like, how can you trust a person like that if they can't control themselves in the midst of something like anger, Uh, and just in the moment, we can destroy so much, and ultimately, it's really dangerous, you know, notice what uh, Solomon said in the Proverbs there, you know, So often what happens, a person who has no self-control, they cannot stand in the face of the wicked. And so a person who lacks self-control will often give in. They will sacrifice their integrity, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. They will sacrifice their integrity because of the force of wickedness. And by wickedness here, don't always read, when we read wicked in the Bible, don't always read something that is obviously evil. Sometimes wickedness is quite subtle. Sometimes wickedness is simply nothing more than greed or people wanting to get the most for themselves and not looking out for the best for other people. So a person without self-control will give in to that. A person without self-control will start seeking their own glory and just as it's not good to eat a whole lot of honey it'll make you sick so if you see people are always seeking their own glory getting themselves out there promoting themselves you got to ask serious questions about that and notice what he says a man without self-control or this is a woman without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls in other words a leader who has no self-control is always vulnerable And that doesn't mean that the leader without self-control will be overcome at any moment in time, or or all the time, but it does mean if the leader lacks self-control, they are always vulnerable, and when it's the wrong moment for everybody, that leader will fall. We see this all the time in the church. Now, how many high-profile ministries have we seen over the years that have collapsed Because at a key moment in time, a leader could not exercise self-control. And so we have to be very careful. Without self-control, ultimately that leader can be dangerous because they will always be vulnerable. And you can never fully count on where they're leading you. So what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is what Paul talks about here in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Now, we used to kid about this in the King James Version, and I, uh, there's a part of the King, I, you know, I'm not always a big fan of the King James Version, not because it was bad. It was a great version, great translation when it was done, but we've learned a lot since then, uh, and so it, it's always helpful to have uh, the, the Bible in a language that's easy to understand and easy to read. But one of the things uh, uh, where it says uh, there, uh, verse uh, 27, in the King James, it says, I buffet my body and keep it under control. And we always like that because we'd always say, I buffet my body. You know, it's amazing how a slightly different pronunciation makes a whole big difference, you know. So I always like that, you know, to say, hey, let's go and buffet our bodies today, you know. It's biblical. Uh, But that's not what Paul is talking about, obviously, here uh and uh, he's just talking about what he does and how he exercises his ministry and how he focuses on the goal he focuses on the prize he's willing to to be flexible and do whatever it takes to get the gospel out there and he says to them he says hey don't you know in a race everybody runs to win the race if you don't run to win the race then why get into the race and so he says, but even though everybody's running to win, only one person gets the prize. So the person who gets the prize is the one who puts in the great effort in order to win. Now, he's not saying here that there's only one Christian that gets the prize. What he is saying here, he says that we all should run as if we can win the race because we all can run as if we can win the race because the race that you're running, you're just competing against yourself in the race we're running we're not competing against the apostle paul we're not competing against the pastor we're not competing against the elder we're not competing against another christian we're only competing with ourselves and what we're capable of and so paul says you're going to run the race run it so you get the prize run it with all your effort so how do you do this leaders should be doing this they should be running to obtain the prize So how do you do it? Well, as an athlete, the athlete will exercise self-control in all things so that they can get the prize. The only way to run the race, your race, to get your prize is to exercise self-control, to control yourself, to control your wants, your cravings, to control your actions, to control your attitudes, to control what you say, Uh, you can't control your emotions you know if you feel anger you'll feel anger you can't help feeling anger Uh, so anybody that tells you you can control your emotions is wrong but we can control what we do with our emotions you know if, if Karen gets angry with me because I don't put the dishes in the dishwasher, it's a common thing I use, but if she gets angry with me because I don't put the dishes in the dishwasher. She can control what she does with that anger. She could come secretly in the knife and stab me with her you know, butcher knife, uh, or she can say, Rod, it really upsets me if you don't put the dishes in the dishwasher. Now, because I'm still standing here today, you can understand which one she chooses on a consistent basis. Now, she, she, she can't control whether she feels upset but she can control what she does about it. The same is true with all of us. I mean if you if you meet somebody, if you're married and you happen to see somebody and you feel this moment of attraction, you can't control that moment of attraction, but you can control what you do about it. Now we we tend to watch TV sometimes and and, uh, and you know in some of these shows you just see a, an affair coming like a mile away, and so we're screaming at the TV, you know, don't do it, don't, don't have that coffee with that woman, you know where it's going to go, you know, it, it's just crazy these people never watch TV, so I, I don't know, but, uh, but so Paul says if you're going to run, if you're going to lead, if you're going to compete, you need to run with self-control, you need to exercise self-control, and part of this is you need to have a certain degree of focus, he says I don't run aimlessly, I don't box as one beat in the air. In other words, he's not just practicing his boxing moves. He has a focus. He has an enemy in mind. He has a goal in mind. He has a a, a place where he's going in mind. And that's part of our self-control. There are some people who are distracted, so they go this way or that way, every, uh, every way, just whatever captures their attention. But a leader that you want to follow is a leader who's able to focus their attention, who knows where they're going, has a confidence that this is where God is leading them, has the ability to take you there, and it has the personal self-discipline to keep going there. And this leader is also somebody that controls their own body so they don't disqualify themselves. Now, one of the things I, I prayed a long time ago, and, you know, I said, Lord, never let me put you to shame. Never let me do something that caused people to fall away or that will embarrass you. I said, Lord, I would rather you kill me than let me do that. And that's a constant prayer in my life. You know, I've got a lot of weaknesses. I've had a lot of sins in my life. You know, I'm not perfect at all. But I want to deal with those quickly. And I never want to be in a position, as some of these other leaders have been, where in a moment they fail to control their body and therefore They lose everything, and it comes out. It always comes out at some point in time. And so these leaders, he says you know, three things here about self-control. He says that the leaders are able to discipline themselves so that they're going to run their race with all of their tools, with all of their ability. They're going to have a focus, so they'll exercise self-control by having a clear-minded focus, direction where they're going, and they'll exercise self-control by controlling their bodies, their urges, their lusts, their passions, their things like that, so that they don't disqualify themselves. And this is the kind of leader that we follow. And this is the kind of leader we have in Jesus Christ. Jesus embodies all of these things in the way that he lived his life. He is our example, as well as the one who through his death on the cross and his resurrection empowers us by faith in his grace to be leaders and to follow find and follow godly leaders so let's remember this self-control and let's pray for leaders who have self-control both in our churches in our government in our businesses all throughout our nation because our nation will be better for it let's pray father god thank you so much thank you for This Again, this characteristic of leaders. Help us to discern this. Help us discern this in our church leaders. Help us discern this in our business leaders, marketplace leaders. Help us discern this in our political leaders all around us, Lord. These characteristics, these qualities. And help us, our churches and our nation, have the leaders that embody the qualities that we've been discussing. We thank you and we praise you. And so we ask you for this. We love you and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.